on purpose. And, and, and uh, the message that I share, amen, the message that I shared uh, last Sunday about the principles of purpose. Amen. Uh, as I said, the message that I shared last week about the principles of purpose, uh, those are some deep truths. And sometimes we can hear a word and we know it's from God. And we know it's a word for us. And we know it's a word that will impact our life, but uh, the how to apply it. How to put it into practice uh, evades us. And it's difficult for us to come up with a strategy and a plan. And what I want to do today, amen, hopefully, uh, is to give you uh, a strategy and a plan uh, in order to live your life with purpose. On purpose. You all with me today? Hallelujah. Amen. I've got to review. Hallelujah. You see, when it comes, when we're, we're, we're talking about uh, purpose, and uh, when it comes to seeking fulfillment in life, everybody wants to have a fulfilled life. That's the goal of everybody. They want their life to count. I'm good. Thank you. Amen. And uh, it's almost a universal pursuit. We all want to do good, or not just only good, we want to succeed in life. And the primary problem stems from the fact that while all of us know when we were born, but very few of us know why we were born. And we end up going through life searching for meaning. Your alarm clock and tell you what time to get up. But it can't tell you why you woke up this morning. And in this setting today, uh, if I'd ask for a show of hands, hopefully, if you received the message that I shared on last week, if I asked for a show of hands to be raised, amen. Uh, as to how many know that you were born for a purpose. Amen. How many know that amen, your being present on the planet signifies that God has a purpose for you? I want to see how many, how many believe that. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask that you would turn your Bibles. We're going to get into the scripture and I'm going to give you some principles on living a life 
of purpose on purpose. And I ask you to open up your Bibles if you've got them. We're going to put the scriptures on the screen as well. Ephesians, the first chapter, verses 9 through 10. We want to start there. Reading from the New King James Version. And it says, they're having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure with which he purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in one all things in Christ both which are in heaven and which are on the earth in him now, the book of Ephesians is a very spiritual, very spiritual book, and it would be very easy for us to read over this. But I want to, I want to take our time a little bit here. It says, "Having made known to us," there's something God wants you to know. Having made known to us the mystery of His will. I'm here to tell you that you're here today because God wants you to know something that you didn't know before. Or if you knew it, or in kind of, if, if, if you knew it, you didn't know it in, in its fullness because it hasn't been able to have its full effect on you. So having made known to us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, which He purposed, in himself. God is a God of purpose. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times. He might gather together in one. All things in Christ. Both which are in heaven. And which are on the earth. In him. And I'm telling you something, when that which God purposes to do, He's going to get it done. Do y'all hear me? Now, you're, you're in on this if you want to be in on this. God's not going to make you. Amen. But if I were you, I, I'd get in on this. And, 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 and He's gathering the things that are in heaven and the things that are on the earth. In Him. And then the 11th verse says, In Him, talking about in Christ, also we have obtained an inheritance. Amen. Did you know you had an inheritance? You know, my dad uh, didn't leave me an inheritance. Uh, my grandfather died and uh, at the time, or not at the time when he died, but at the time, my, my father died before my grandfather. And uh, Richard, my brother and I, we were the only grandsons uh, that he had. And the understanding that we had was that what my grandfather had, he had worked for uh, many years in GM in, uh, in, in the state of Michigan, and he had a home in, in Michigan, and property and so forth and so on. 
And it was our understanding that because we were the surviving grandsons, that uh, at a point when he would die, it was going to be, uh, we were going to have an inheritance. And my grandfather lived up into his 80s. And when he finally passed, uh, a little bit before he passed, what we found out was that he had a son that we didn't know about, that he hadn't told us about. And uh, so we weren't the only surviving grandson. There was another son. And the other son had been down south and had come back. And uh, by the time my grandfather passed, that son had everything in his name, the house and all the other possessions that my grandfather had. And so when we went to the funeral for my grandfather, and we didn't go with our hand out, we weren't looking for anything, we were just going to pay uh, our final respects. And uh, I can remember uh, we were invited over to the son's house. Uh, I wanted to go to my grandfather's house, but uh, we didn't have the opportunity, weren't allowed to go there. And out of all my grandfather's possessions, uh, the only thing that I received, and this was when we were getting ready to leave after having lunch at his son's house, his son thought for a moment, he said, you know what, I think your grandfather would want you to have this. And he went down in the basement and he brought out my grandfather's shotgun. And he gave me my grandfather's shotgun, and that's all that I got uh, that belonged to my grandfather. And, and I thanked him for it. I was thankful uh, to even receive that. But I didn't grow up in a family that had a history of leaving an inheritance. All right, all right, all right. You all get me? Uh, but according to the Word of God, Amen. I don't have to worry about that because I have a greater inheritance. You've got a greater inheritance. It says, in him also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. That we who first trusted in Christ should be the praise of his glory. Hallelujah. And, 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 and one of the things that I want to get over to you, 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 when you come in church and you hear this, glory to God. Glory to God. Let's, let's give God the glory. He's worthy of the glory. Do, do you know what? As long as I've been in church, and, 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 and that uh, I, I heard that word, glory and, and giving God glory but do you know I didn't really understand how to give him glory do you know how to give him glory well before this message is over with I'm going to help you just like you help me to understand what we need to do to give him glory because it says that we amen being predestined that word don't, don't get afraid of that word don't amen predestined mean the destination has been uh, 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 selected before you get started. Anybody's ever flown on a plane, got a plane ticket? 
How many have flown on a plane? You had a plane ticket. When you looked on your plane ticket, even before you left, you were predestined. It might have, amen. You looked on that ticket and one page said Lambert Airport if you left from Lambert. And it said, amen, in so many words, Lambert Airport and, and, and uh, the destination is printed on the ticket before you leave. Am I right about it? And if you got a round trip ticket, amen, then uh, the other part will say wherever the airport is in the city you are, it'll say leaving that airport coming back to Lambert Airport in St. Louis. So predestined means the destination has been chosen even before you get started. In other words, God has our end already determined at the beginning. We've been predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things to the counsel of His will. That we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of His glory. Now I said today, and, 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 and when we read that scripture, uh, I told you it, it, it's real spiritual, and, but, but I'm going to try to make this real practical. Because uh, I'm telling you, this will revolutionize your life. And so we're going to make it real practical. Is that all right? Amen. Let's, 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 get, let's get started. Everything has a purpose. Everything has a purpose. Hallelujah. Everything. We gave you the principles of purpose, and this is going to be a little bit different, but it's still in line with it. Uh, God is a God of purpose. God doesn't do things arbitrarily. Everything has a purpose. And there's a purpose for you being here. There's a purpose for me being here. Everything has a purpose. In uh, the book of Colossians, Colossians 1.16, it says, For by Him all things were created that are in heaven, and that are on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or power, all things were created through him and for him. You all see that? All things were created through him and for him. All things. Now, there are some things that because we don't know the purpose of it, we misuse it. Yeah. And, and, and there are some things that we uh, 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 are upset with and, and, and mad at and say, boy, I, you know, if we really knew the true purpose of it and use it as it properly should be used, it would be a blessing and not a curse. But everything has a purpose. So the question I want to ask you is, what is your purpose? What was the reason that you were created? Hallelujah. What's your purpose? Now, according to the scripture, amen, according to the scripture, we were created 
to bring, to bring pleasure to God. In Revelations 4 and 11, it says that you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. For your pleasure, they were created. One translation talks about that. Thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they were created. Everything has a purpose. And one of our primary purposes, and it's something that we don't do like we should, but one of our primary purposes for being created was to bring God pleasure. Hallelujah. You don't get up in the morning thinking about that, do you? What can I do to bring God pleasure today? That's probably one of the last things on our mind. But when we begin to embrace our purpose and, and line up with, 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 with God, Life will begin to make sense. Do y'all hear me? Uh, yeah. uh, I said primary, and there's some other purposes. Uh, it is your purpose that makes you unique. Y'all hear what I said? It is your purpose that makes you unique. Just like no two people have the same fingerprint. Uh, when you were created, we say born, but when, when you find out how difficult it is to get here, and the odds of making it, you begin to realize you're special. You're special. There is no one like you. And your purpose makes you unique. In the scripture, uh, in Isaiah 46 and 10, it says, Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure." Amen. Again, that thought, when it says my counsel shall stand, it's talking about God's purposes will stand. And I will do all my pleasure. Hallelujah. Your purpose, amen, makes you unique. Your existence is evidence that the world needs something that only your life can offer. Your purpose is the uniqueness and the value that you bring to this world. There are some things that nobody will do it like you do it. Nobody will do it like you do it. 
Hallelujah. And the scripture tells us that God had you in mind before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. It tells us that in Ephesians 1 and 4, I don't have the scripture there, but if you look at Ephesians 1 and 4, before the foundation of the world, He had us in mind. And decided to focus His love on us. Everything has a purpose, and your purpose, amen, is what makes you unique. And number three, purpose is the key to fulfillment. The reason that we go through life and there's a nagging sense in a lot of us that there is more to life. It's just, it's, there's supposed to be more to life than this. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That, that there's more to life than this. And, 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 and for so many, when we have missed our purpose. You see, all purposes are not known. All purposes are not known. And yet, purpose is the key to fulfillment. And, and, and so, we've got to seek and, 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 and ask God to help us to discover our purpose in order to be fulfilled in this life. When you embrace your God-given purpose, you unleash your God-given potential and turn God's purpose into your passion. When you embrace your God-given purpose, you unleash your God-given potential. Do you know what? There are a lot of us that we know that there's more to us than what you can see. And for a lot of us, we have trouble uh, 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 fully realizing it, fully uh, 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 expressing it. It seems like, man, we'll make you know, two or three steps forward and then we get knocked ten steps back. Because we're trying to do it through our own power, through our own intelligence, through our own will. But God has fixed this thing where you got to do it according to His will. Not your will. Not, not your power. Not your might. Now, there are a lot of people that because they have not embraced their God-given purpose, when purpose is not known, we talked about this last week, uh, abuse is inevitable. When you don't know your purpose, amen, you'll invent a purpose. You'll, 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 you'll make up something. You'll come up with something to do to occupy your time. And you've got people doing stuff and involved in things and, and, and for some of us, amen, we are living a life that we know. It, it, it's almost like wearing clothes that don't fit. 
wearing clothes that don't fit. I don't know about you, but amen. It'd be hard for me to wear clothes that don't fit. Shoes that don't fit. Amen. Some folk are, amen, they're so caught up in fashion that they want to look good. Some women, amen, I'm not saying all, some women are so caught up in fashion that they want to look good and they squeeze into shoes that don't fit. And they said, but at least I look good, but you can't walk. And, 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 and the feet is killing you. Some of us, the way we live life is like wearing shoes that don't fit. It's killing us. But somebody said, but at least I look good. Looks can be deceiving. Hallelujah. I thought about a quote that Miles Monroe said. He said that the greater tragedy is not death, but life without purpose. The greater tragedy is not an unfortunate or an untimely death, as terrible as that is. But the sad thing is that millions upon millions who die every year have squandered their potential and their purpose by doing something that they were never intended to do. I've got a quote up there on the screen. Life is not simply lost by dying. Life is lost minute by minute, day by day, in all of the thousands of ways in which men and women that should be living their lives without purpose. Y'all heard about that? That's what leads to depression. That's, that, that, that's what uh, brings anxiety. And, and, and it is because, amen, slowly we're dying. And, 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 and sometimes we look to a man or if you're, uh, if you're a woman, you look to a man, you, you figure, if I get the right man, then my life will make sense. The man thinks, if I get the right woman, then my, uh, my, my life will make sense. Amen. But when, when, when you're not living according to the purpose of God, amen, not only is your life messed up, but the one you get, you end up messing up their life. Looking on them to fulfill you, and, and it's impossible. So we tolerate one another. If that. And slowly but surely we're dying inside. Hallelujah. Purpose is the key to fulfillment. Locking in, discovering God's purpose for your life. That's the key to fulfillment. And the thing that I found out about God 
is that God is going to accomplish His purpose. You all hear me? Yes. Amen. God's not going to be thwarted. He'll accomplish His purpose. Whether He does it through you, or if He waits, you know, if He has to wait till you die and fulfill it through your children, He's going to accomplish His purpose. You all remember the story of the children of Israel? When, when, when Moses led them out of captivity in Egypt, and was to lead them uh, to the promised land. And, 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 and uh, that's become more real to me. The journey from Egypt to Palestine is about a 40 day journey walking. But do you not know, because of the hardness of their hearts, what should have taken 40 days took 40 years. Can you imagine that? What should have taken 40 days took 40 years. Why did it take 40 years? 40 years is a generation. And what God, they, 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 they made God mad because they, they, they weren't conforming to, to, to his purposes for them. And God said, not one of them are going to inherit the promised land. Except for two, and that was Joshua and Caleb. And a whole generation died in the desert while God was waiting on their babies to grow up and to carry out the purpose that he had planned. God will accomplish his purpose. Amen. Uh, He'll accomplish it. Now, let me say this. Thank God for grace and mercy. Because all of us have missed it. Thank God we live in a different dispensation. Under a different covenant. And, and, and the thing that I, I love about God is that now, when we miss it, and all of us have missed it, our mistakes... God is able to take those mistakes that we made and, and say, that's all right. I, 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 I see you missed it. I see you messed up. But I tell you what, if you confess your sins, I'm faithful and willing to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And God will take our mistakes and, 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 and incorporate them back and say, Amen. Uh, because in the scripture, Romans, uh, Romans 8 and 28, it says, For we know that all things, say that with me, all things, work together for good to them who are called according to his purpose. And I talked about this before. Those of you that know how to bake, those of you who know how to cook, sometimes the ingredients that you put in a thing if you ate it by itself, the ingredient is not good. Nobody wants to eat a teaspoon of, of, of black pepper. That's not good. Amen. Nobody wants to eat, well, uh, 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 a box of baking soda. That's not good. But when you take those ingredients, some good and some not good, that's the way our life is. Some things are good and some things are not. But when you mix Amen. Together the ingredients. 
a skillful cook can take, amen, a mixture of ingredients and the end result is good. And very good. That's what he's talking about. All things work together for good to them who are called according to his purpose. When you begin to say, God, I want your purpose to be fulfilled in me, God starts the mixing bowl. He's saying, all right, we, 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 we're going we gonna to stir this stuff up. And, we're not, and when I get through, something good is coming out of it. God will accomplish His purpose. Hallelujah. God will accomplish His purpose. Bless His name. Now, you remember earlier I was talking about, uh, we talked about that we, with spiritual terms we use a lot, glorifying God. Let's glorify God. And, and, and I told you that's a term I heard. And, 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 you know, some of us think glorifying God is jumping real high and shouting and giving God the glory. Glory, glory, glory. But do you know what I found out? What it means to glorify God. Find out in John 17 and 4. It's in the Word. Amen. These are the words of Jesus. He said, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. Y'all see that? What it means to glorify God. Jesus gave us the definition of what it means. Jesus said, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. You see, one of the testimonies that Jesus had, Jesus said, I do the will of the Father. God is a God of purpose. Jesus was, everything Jesus did was on purpose. Was about purpose. You all hear what I'm saying? And so, uh, Jesus is our perfect example. And if we're going to glorify God, it's not running around the church. And don't, don't get me wrong, sometimes, amen, uh, you feel like running. And sometimes you don't. It's not running around the church. It's not how loud you uh, can sing and how melodious your voice is. Glorifying God is finishing the work that He has for you to do on the earth. Fulfilling your purpose. How many want to glorify God? How many, how, how many men in the house say, I want to live a life that glorifies God? Hallelujah. And we've already talked about Romans 8, 28. For we know that all things work together for the good. To those who love God. And to those that are called according to His purpose. Uh, Philippians 1, 6. What we're talking about here is uh, God is going to, God's going his, his purpose is going to prevail. He said, many of the plans that are in a man's heart, but it is God's purpose that prevails. Philippians 1 and 6. Being confident of this very thing, 
that he that has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. God's going to get it done. Now, the, 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 the choice is, is he going to get it done through you? Or is he going to have to get it done through your children? Amen. I want to see my children be blessed. But I want them to work out their purpose. I don't want, amen, to short-circuit my purpose where they got to, amen, God got to get through them what he was supposed to get out of me. Being confident of this very thing. See, a lot of times, the reason that we feel uh, shaky, number one, a lot of us, we, don't, we, we didn't know what God expected of us. And we were kind of living life according to our own agenda. We, we were doing our own thing. Amen. Uh, when you don't know the purpose of a thing, you, you, you come up with your own purpose. Amen. And, and, and we were living life, amen, doing our own thing. But when you begin to realize that when you stand before God in judgment, He's gonna He's gonna judge you on a couple things, Amen. And 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 one of them, Amen. Your, your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Do you not know there are a lot of people that have confessed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and asked Him to come in their heart and save them, but they are still living their life on their terms. And they're not glorifying God. Because they're doing some other work. Some, some, some good, some not so good. But they're doing some stuff that God never intended for them to do. When you stand in judgment, he's going to say, you were faithful. Over the few things. I'm going to make you rule over me. Or else he's going to say, depart from me, but I, I never knew you. Oh Lord, but we 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 went to church. We 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 got baptized in water. We 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 did the best that we could do. But did you do what I purpose for you to do? Philippians Paul said, being confident in this very thing, he who has begun a good work. In you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What I'm asking in this message, what I'm trying to get each of us to do is to choose to live life with purpose, on purpose. Choose to live life with purpose. Knowing that God has a purpose for your life. And, 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 and I think that uh, from the scriptures, and, 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 and I believe that uh, there's a knowing inside your spirit that you know what I'm saying is true. Because God is a God of purpose. Everything has a purpose. You're here. That, that, that means God has a purpose. Now, 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 the thing is, how do we, how do we work this thing out? What, what do we do? First, you've got to make the choice. That you're going to live life with purpose, on purpose. How do you do that? Well, let, let me give you some things that will help you get started. 
First thing there, you've got to affirm your identity. You've got to affirm your identity. You've got to know who you are and who you're not. Hallelujah. You've got to know who you are and who you're not. In Christ. I'm not just somebody who goes to church. I am the church. The church is in me. Y'all understand? This is a building. There, this is an organization. But even if we didn't meet in the building, and, and, and if something happened to the organization, amen, the church is in me. And the church should be in you. You need to know who you are. And the word of God, what the word of God says about you. You've got to affirm your identity. You've got to affirm your identity. When, when we embrace uh, God's purpose for our life, we value our lives according to the way God values. We value, our, our value system changes. Too many of us allow the world to dictate our value system. When you embrace your purpose, you let God's value system tell you your worth. Yes. In Ephesians 2 and 10, not going to be much longer. In Ephesians 2 and 10, it says, for we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which God hath prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I want you to repeat that verse with me. For we are, we are his, workmanship. his workmanship. Do you know what it means when you say we are his workmanship? We're his masterpiece. Like a piece, like a like a piece of art. What gives value to a piece of art is, 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 is the artist who made it. Now some of us, we could finger paint and we could take a brush and color by numbers or whatever. Amen. And it might look good to us, but that don't mean somebody else is going back. But when it's done by the right arts, anybody know some of those arts? Like Van Gogh? What, what are some of those other arts that are called? They're called the masters. The masters. And the art, and some of their artwork, when I've seen uh, uh, reprints of it and what have you, amen, uh, you know, I'm not an art aficionado, but I look at it and I'm like, okay. But because of the name of the one who made it, people can look at you and, and, and maybe they don't give you the respect and and, and the recognition that uh, uh, you deserve. But you got to understand, amen, they're looking at you. But when you know who you are and recognize, amen, uh, 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 who made you, talk about affirming your identity. We are His workmanship. Created in Christ. For good works, 
which God had prepared beforehand. That, 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 that thing keeps uh, uh, coming up that there's work for you to do that God has already prepared that you haven't done yet. There's, there's work for me to do that God prepared beforehand that I haven't already done yet. That's why I'm here. That's why you're here. Anybody ever been driving and uh, you got delayed or you went at a stoplight or something and the light turned green and, and normally you write on it, but for some reason you got delayed and, and, and didn't take off and, 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 and waited a few extra seconds and somebody come barreling through the intersection. And if you would have taken off like you normally do, you would have got T-boned in the middle of that intersection and possibly not survived. You ever wonder about that? You ever wonder about there's a way you normally go home or go to work or, or whatever but something happened and it delays it and you don't go the way you normally do and then you hear about a big wreck, a big accident. Yeah. There's work yes. that God created for you to do. There's still something for you to do. There's something for me to do. Prepared before him. But I want you to notice the end of that verse. Notice what it said at the end of the verse. It says that we what? Should walk in them. It's prepared. But you've got a choice whether you're going to walk in it or not. He didn't say you will. He said you should. Got to affirm your identity. Know who you are. Amen. Let's stop tightroping. Let's stop straddling the fence. If we're going to be saved, let's be saved. If we're not, let's, let's don't play with it. Amen. Straddling the fence is not fulfilling your purpose. That's wasting time. And, and, and time is, 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 you can't replenish time. The Bible says we need to redeem the time because the days are evil. So you affirm your identity, you got to commit to being faithful. Talking about how to uh, how to live life of purpose on purpose. You gotta commit to being to faithfulness. Fulfilling your purpose. Is not so much about what you do, it's about how you do it. You don't need to do some great thing to fulfill your purpose, but do the little things in a faithful way. You start where you are. You, 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 you realize, God, I want to walk in your purpose. I want to fulfill my purpose. You, you got a plan, a purpose for my life. And, 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 and I need to discover it and, and I want to walk in it well you start where you are and you be faithful to the things that you've been called to do I, I need to
to back up and say something. When I, when, when I talk about how God's purpose, uh, He's going to fulfill His purpose. I'm, it's something that I need to say, and I won't uh, spend a whole lot of time on it, but something that I need to make mention. God will accomplish His purpose. Something that I failed to mention there is that God has a backup plan. God has a backup plan. Stuff happens. Stuff happens. But just because stuff happens, amen, God always has a backup plan that He'll put in operation to make sure His purpose prevails. Spouses die. We make mistakes. Amen. Uh, uh, when uh, Israel messed up in the, in the desert, God had a backup plan. Desert days. Y'all hear what I'm saying? He's got a backup plan. And, 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 and so, bad things happen. Amen. Uh, unexpected things happen. Some, some, some things take longer than we thought it was going to take. We thought we would have been there by now. God has a backup plan. And, 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 and when, the, when the writer said there uh, that he's faithful. Amen. Uh, the scripture that we gave earlier talked about, I got confidence that he that has begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. So I'm back to now. We've got to commit to faithfulness. And so in the things that you're already doing, incorporate God in it. If you're doing something you can't incorporate God in, you don't need to be doing it. You all with me? Being faithful where he planted you. Some people, when they say, I'm, i got to fulfill my... They, they look to go run out and do some big thing. Notice what he said. You've been faithful over few things. I'll make you rule over many. You all get anything out of this today? See. Upgrade the work you do to ministry. I need to explain this by what I mean by this. Uh, be faithful in the things that you're doing. See, for a lot of us, a lot of us have jobs. And, and for some of us, uh, the job that we're doing, the only reason we're doing that job is to get a paycheck. Because we got bills that need to be taken care of. Job. And I'm not putting down work. Uh, uh, God, work is not a curse. God created work while, while, before the fall when they were in the garden. But what a lot of us are doing, we, 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 we're, we're, some of us are working for somebody else when our purpose is to be putting other people to work. Anybody listening to me? Amen. Some of us is punching a time clock Amen. When, when, when God has put entrepreneurship in you and, 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 and the ability to create and, 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 and that. Uh, and one thing that I found out 
uh, and I'm just mentioning this as a sidebar, there are people in the world that when they heard about purpose, there's a whole company that is called the power of purpose. A secular company, not, not spiritual. And, and, and there are companies that have embraced the message of purpose and they have taken that thing and because they realize the wealth generating power that's in purpose. And it was not a message to the world, it was a message to the body of Christ. Oh, did you hear what I'm saying? There, there, there are many artists that God gifted them with talents and abilities, started out in the church. But the world saw their value and worth and, 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 and grasped them and, and took them away from the church and promised them dollar signs and the world is making a killing off of them. When originally they were intended and purposed to use that gift, talent, and ability in the body of Christ and the church. That's how powerful uh, 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 the message of, of, of purpose is. Hallelujah. And, and, and so for a lot of us, we are counting the days, the hours, the months until we ain't got to go to that job anymore. And we're giving them our, our precious time. Yes. And the money that they're paying us really is not, uh, they haven't valued, they, they, they don't have a true indication of what our worth is. Yeah, right. And they're not paying you what you're worth. Anybody listening to me? Uh, Anybody understand? Know what I'm talking about? Amen. They'll pay you wholesale. And sell your talent and ability retail and reap the profits. And give you, amen, uh, as little as they can give you. That's work. That's a job. But if we're going to walk in purpose, on purpose, we've got to upgrade from work to ministry. Yeah. Being faithful where we are, starting out where we are, and, 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 and it's a change in, in your mindset. Uh, when you upgrade from work to ministry, uh, uh, what you do, you ain't working for the boss now. You're working for the Lord. Yeah. And the Bible says what you do, you do it heartily as unto the Lord. And I'm here to tell you that if you just switch masters, switch bosses, and, and, and begin to realize, look, I'm, 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 I'm changing this job, this J-O-B, to a ministry. And I'm doing what I'm doing to the glory of God. I don't care if you're mopping a floor. Amen. Don't mop the floor like everybody else mopped the floor. Mop the floor to the glory of God. And, 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 and when you change your mindset and begin to turn your work into ministry, 
habits and, 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 and fall begin to see in you things they didn't see in you before. Doors will begin to open. Amen. Raises will begin to come. Promotion. Amen. Don't come from the east or west, the north or the south. They come from the Lord. And where you started out at the bottom. Amen. The favor of God on your life because you turned what you were doing into a ministry. God will make it a head and not the tail. Hallelujah. If you want to fulfill your purpose, do what you do with a heart of ministry. Your gifts and talents were given to you by God to help you accomplish your purpose. And then, amen, as you are, as you change your work to your ministry, see, it becomes a, now you, now you ain't waiting on time. You're operating in purpose. Yeah. And, 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 and your work will take on a spiritual uh, flavor. You'll treat people different. Yeah. See, there's a way we treat folk in church. And then there's a way we interact and treat folk in the world. But when your work becomes your ministry, you'll take the church with you everywhere you go. Oh, my God. And when we begin to take the church with us everywhere we go, we see from the empty. Hallelujah. And then you need to ask God to expand your territory. You, you, you're being faithful over a few things. You turn your work into ministry, and you need to ask God, all right, God, amen, uh, 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 I can take on more responsibility than that. Expand my territory. And that's the scripture that we read, amen, earlier in our congregational reading. 1 Chronicles 4, 9, and 10. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. What is it that makes you more honorable than the ones around you? It's because you're living your life glorifying God. How do you live your life glorifying God? By doing the work that he has for you to do. And, and not just starting, but finishing it. Some of us, we, we, we start a whole lot of things. Good things. We're good starters. But we're not good finishers. I'm asking God to give us a finishing anointing. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. She had a rough pregnancy with Jabez. She had difficult labor with Jabez. Amen. And, 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 and because of the difficultness of the labor, amen, and the birth of Jabez, amen, sometimes when people, when you hurt people, the names they give you or the res or response to the hurt you caused them. And she labeled him. Some of us that we started out life with a label. 
that's not good. Amen. Because somebody out of their hurt, they labeled us and, 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 and tried to speak negative things into our lives. Amen. Somebody said, you ain't going to be nothing. You'll never be nothing. Your daddy wasn't nothing. You ain't going to be nothing. Amen. And, 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 and we bear the brunt of that label. Amen. But, but, but Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And in verse 10 it says, And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Lord, I need your blessings. Bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. That your hand would be with me. And that you should keep me from evil. That I may not cause pain. In other words, J.B. said, I know my name stands for pain. But in your purpose, amen, uh, you can give me a new name. People have an impression of you. People have an idea of who they think you are. People have an idea of what they think you're here for. And I'm here to tell you, most of them, unless uh, revealed by God, are wrong. Go to God for your purpose. Amen. I don't care how bad your start was. It's not about how you started. It's how you ended. Make up your mind. I'm going to live with purpose on purpose. And, 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 and be faithful. Know who you are in Christ. And like Jabez, ask him to expand your territory. The Bible said at the end of that verse, so God granted him what he requested. Hallelujah. In conclusion, as you are faithful and ask God to expand your territory, and as you faithfully minister where you are, you will fulfill your purpose by simply doing what you do faithfully. And then God, who ordained you for good works, will grow you from strength to strength, from grace to grace, and from glory to glory. Be faithful where you are. If you're a mother with small kids, and that's the season of your life right now. Turn the work of mother, of mothering, into ministry. Somebody need to hear what I'm saying? Turn the work of mothering into ministry. And, 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 and if you turn the work of mothering, and, and I'm just using mothering as an example. Uh, you, 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 whatever you do on your job, turn the work you do into ministry and include God and watch your life change. Would you stand on your feet? Did you all get anything from the Word today?